Paul is coming to the end of his letter to the Romans. In his letter to the Romans, he has been teaching the Roman Christians doctrine, uh, particularly the doctrine of salvation, and he has been giving them duty, duty or behavior which flows out of this doctrine of salvation. In our text of today, Romans 15, verses 14 through 22, Paul goes into a personal narrative about himself, about his ministry to the Gentiles. Paul's calling from God is, Paul is a minister to the Gentiles. In our verses of today, Paul tells the Roman Christians, Paul tells us six things about this ministry of his to the Gentiles. Let's go over what he says to us about this ministry. And let me mention at this point that uh, much of this outline uh, uh, I am uh, uh, borrowing, I am taking from my good friend uh, Warren Wiersbe in uh, giving you this message today. Point number one, Paul's ministry is received by grace. Received by grace. Verse 15 and the first words of verse 16 read, I have written you quite boldly on some points as if to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. Paul, in our verses, first of all says, not only was his conversion to Jesus Christ a gracious blessing of God, but so was his calling to minister to the Gentiles. He didn't deserve God's eternal life in Christ, he didn't do anything to warrant it, and he doesn't deserve or merit God's calling to proclaim the gospel of God to the Gentiles. Paul is quite serious about this point. He is not simply momentarily putting aside pride. He is not simply momentarily being humble. His apostleship and his ministry are of grace. Listen to him speak in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 9 and 10. 1 Corinthians 15, 9 and 10. He says, for I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle. Verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Point one, Paul's ministry that we're going to be looking at today. We start off and see that Paul says his ministry is of God's grace. 
Now let's make an application for ourselves. Our callings, our vocations are of God's grace. You are a student, you are a teacher, you are a professor, God's grace. You're a business person, you're a postal worker, God's grace. You're involved in agriculture, God's grace. You work in the field of healthcare, you're a homemaker, God's grace. In fact, all of the good things in our lives are of God's grace, undeserved, unwarranted. We ought to, we ought to wear t-shirts from time to time that have the word undeserved written across them, unwarranted. We have in no way obligated God to bless us at all. Every good thing we have has come to us from God graciously. Point two, Paul's ministry to the Gentiles is centered in the gospel. Continuing on in verse 16 of Romans 15, we find these words of Paul. To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles with the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God. If we could say only one thing about Paul's activity in ministry, what should that one thing be? Just one thing. Paul, I believe, tells us in our second point. Paul says he proclaimed the gospel of God. He was about the good news of forgiveness and righteousness in Jesus Christ. This is the way Paul put it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. When Paul went to Corinth, verse 2, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Another characteristic of Paul's ministry, it's centered in the gospel. I still enjoy sports. I enjoy watching sports. I enjoy reading about sports. I, I enjoy playing golf. And yes, golf is a sport. And I enjoy playing golf. Often, you hear in the sports world that the focus of a team or the focus of a competitor is to win. Winning is that on which they are centered. Uh, Landry Jones uh, took the place of Ben Roethlisberger last week for the, for the Steelers game. And before that game, he said, I'm ready to go, I want to play, I want to play well, and I want to win the game. Winning, is that on which so many athletes are centered? Paul, in his ministry, 
was centered on something. Another characteristic of Paul's ministry is it's centered on the gospel, proclaiming the gospel of God. Application. Our church, on what should our ministry be centered? What is the most important message we could give? What should be at the middle of all of our ministry activities? The gospel. The gospel of God. People are sinful. People are living under the consequences of their sin. God, however, has made a way to be forgiven of sin and made right with him forever. God is just, but he is also the justifier of repentant sinners. Through trust in his son, the Lord Jesus, we can become children of God forever. The gospel of God. Let's pray that God would enable our church to center its ministry on the gospel. Point three, Paul's ministry to the, Gentile, to the Gentiles is centered on the gospel for the purpose of the salvation of the Gentiles, for the purpose of the salvation of the Gentiles. He wants to see something happen. The salvation of the Gentiles. All of verse 16 of Romans 15 reads, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles with the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Paul's focus of ministry, once again, the gospel of God, Paul's goal and desire of ministry, the salvation of the Gentiles through that gospel. Let me take us to the letter of 1 Corinthians again. Here from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, this goal and desire of Paul for the salvation of people. Hear it. He's not simply, you know, kind of using words. He's really showing us his life, his energy here. 1 Corinthians 9, starting at verse 19. Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible, to win to the Lord Jesus as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, Though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, 
I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. Paul wanted to see people saved. He wanted to see the gospel he preached take people to Jesus Christ. Paul's ministry was for the purpose of the salvation of the Gentiles. To more fully call to our attention the words of our text, in Romans 15, verse 16, Paul looked upon himself as a priest at the altar of God. And Paul, we read, wanted to offer up to God something. He wanted to offer up to God saved Gentiles. Gentiles who were saved through his proclamation of the gospel. Look at verse 16. A minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles with the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God. Let's look at our let's look at in, let's look into our hearts for a moment. Do we desire to see people saved? Not just family members, although family members number one, but others as well. Do we do we desire to see people saved to the glory of God? Do we love God and want to see others love God also? I was at a meeting, and at the end of the meeting, we shared prayer items, and then we prayed for those items. Uh, we were sitting around, those of us at the meeting, we were sitting around the table, and we went around the table, and we shared prayer requests. And the very first request that was given was for the salvation of a 23-year-old young man. A certain person wanted to see a 23-year-old young man saved. And he said, let's pray for that young man. Do we desire to see people saved? Point four. Paul's ministry to the Gentiles is from the grace of God. It is centered in the gospel of God. It is for the purpose of the salvation of the Gentiles, and it is to the glory of Christ. Verse 17, this is how the NIV reads. Therefore, I glory in Christ, in my service to God. I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. Paul doesn't minister for God for Paul's glory. The word glory here, by the way, the word glory here in verse 17 carries the idea of boast, take pride in. So Paul is saying here that he doesn't minister to the Gentiles so he can boast in himself. 
so he can take pride in himself. Look at what I've done. Look at how much I've accomplished. Yes, I've done that and, and that. I was at a very large church in North Carolina once. And if I remember correctly, in the sanctuary of this church was a huge plaque with the pastor's name on it. And the drive leading into the church campus, again, this was huge, and the drive leading into the church complex was named after the pastor. And there was a gymnasium building on the campus. And the gymnasium building was named after the pastor. Paul doesn't minister to the Gentiles for himself. Paul ministers and boasts in Christ Jesus. Look at what Christ has done. Notice verse 18. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God. Christ is the one, I remind us, through the Holy Spirit who converts people. Christ does that. Ultimately, it is Christ who builds his church. Paul wants to see Christ receive the glory. Paul's ministry is to the glory of Christ. When R.C. Sproul would introduce Dr. Gerstner, his mentor, R.C. would go on and on saying one tremendous thing after another about Dr. Gerstner. Dr. Gerstner did not like that. And one day, Dr. Gerstner put an end to that. Because Christ was to be honored, Dr. Gerstner made R.C. Sproul promise, actually made him promise to never introduce him, Dr. Gerstner, in that way again. The glory goes to Christ. The glory is Christ's. Let's move on. Number five. Paul's ministry is carried out by the power of God. Notice verses 18 and 19. Ministry carried out by the power of God. Again, verses 18 and 19. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me and leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and miracles, through the power of the Spirit. Through the power of the Spirit. From where did Paul get the wherewithal to properly carry out his ministry? He says in our text, from Jerusalem 
all the way around to Illyricum. That covers about 1,400 miles. Illyricum is north of Macedonia. Macedonia is northern Greece, and north of northern Greece is Illyricum. And Paul says that from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. What? Who gave Paul what he needed to properly do that? Paul tells us the Holy Spirit empowered Paul to minister. Sometimes with signs and miracles, sometimes without, God the Holy Spirit was with Paul and gave Paul what he needed to be a good and faithful servant of Jesus Christ. Let's, uh, let's think baseball for just a moment. A number of years ago, the uh, manager of the Kansas City Royals was Tony Penna. And while he was the manager of the Kansas City Royals, one year he won, he was voted the American League Manager of the Year. Quite an honor, the American League Manager of the Year. When he was told that he was voted such, he said, quote, I got on my knees to thank God, end quote. Wait a minute, why? Why, why did he do that? What did God have to do with that? God had everything to do with that. It was through the grace of God that Tony Penna had that calling. And it was through the grace of God that Tony Penna was given what he needed to serve God in that way. Let me close out this point in this way. It's not that we can do nothing in ourselves in working for God. We can. But what we do in ourselves is not what God wants from us. We need to do God's work in God's wisdom and in God's power. And Paul tells us that his ministry was carried out by the power of God. Listen to these words of Warren Wiersbe. It is dangerous to minister without God. In whatever a person does without God, he must fail miserably or succeed more miserably. Isn't that something? Here's a person who is ministering, doing his or her calling apart from God, and uh, Warren Worsby says that person will either fail miserably or succeed more miserably. There are a bunch of successes out there that are tremendously miserable in reference to honoring God. And we want to be people who depend upon the Lord Jesus for our work for him. The last characteristic of Paul's ministry. 
Paul's ministry is according to God's plan. According to God's plan. God had a plan for Paul and Paul's ministry. Paul was not to preach where any other apostle had ministered. Warren Wiersbe points out it's not wrong to enter into another person's labors, but God called Paul to be a pioneer, to have a pioneer ministry and take the gospel to new territory. Look with me at Romans 15, starting with uh, the last half of verse 19. Romans 15, starting with the last half of verse 19. Paul says, so from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition, because God gave him this ambition, to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. That is why I have often been hindered from coming to you, Paul the pioneer. My friends, God has a plan for us as well. God has a ministry plan for us, for each one of us who belongs to him. As he tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. There's the salvation part. God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. God gets the credit for our salvation. Well, tell me more. To do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has a ministry plan for each one of us who belong, who belongs to him. We want to ask the Lord to guide us in his plan, to lead us. He will lead. We want to ask him to do so. But by the way, was Paul faithful in God's plan for him? Look at the first half of verse 23 of uh, Romans chapter 15, first half of verse 23. Paul says, there is no more place for me to work in these regions. Paul was so faithful in his ministry, quote, Dr. Wearsby, that he was able to say that he had no more place to minister in those parts. This does not mean that Paul personally witnessed every person in that area, but he took the gospel and left behind witnessing churches and Christians who would carry on the work, end quote. Paul was faithful. And of course, we want to, even as we, even as we hear these words, we want to right now, Say, Lord God, please work so that I will be found faithful in your calling of me. Let me review and then have prayer. Paul's ministry to the Gentiles. Romans 15, verses 14 through 22. Paul tells us at least six things. 
received by grace, centered in the gospel for the purpose of the salvation of the Gentiles to the glory of Christ, done by God's power, according to God's plan. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us a heart that wants to carry out your will for us, character-wise, but also calling-wise. Help us to offer up to you thanksgiving for your grace and help us to go out with that grace to the glory of Christ in his power, fulfilling your plan for us. Heavenly Father, even if we really didn't mean what we just said, work so that we mean it and so that it does take place. In your son's name we pray, amen.